This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now. Hey, this is Brian Johnson, formerly of Comic Book Men before it got cancelled, currently of Tell em Steve Dave, and you are listening to Nerd Blitz. Get back to work! Yes, sir! <laughs> to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And welcome to episode, is it 64? Yeah. Yeah, I meant to check and I forgot. Yep, I think it's 64. So, what what's cracking? Nothing. What's new with you? What have you been up oh, to? Oh, nothing much. Hmm. I went to another con. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm getting a nice collection of con badges, bitches. Yeah. Did they give you a badge at this one? It was a dark horse lanyard with a little paper insert that said two-day admission. Oh, okay. So I call that a badge. Yeah, that's a badge. <laughs> but yeah, went to CaveCon down in Springfield. CaveCon. What the hell is with the cave? I don't understand I don't understand the reference to cave. Is it because of the Fantastic Caverns or whatever that's down there in Springfield? I have no fucking idea, but I was wondering Is that, that where too. that's even at, or is that in Branson? That might be in Branson. I think there's one in Springfield somewhere, a big cave. There was a lot of ads for that in Merrimack Caverns headed down that way. Like oh, there's always the ones. There's ads for Merrimack Caverns from, like, fucking Eureka all the way to... I mean, there's some all the way... When we go to Chicago, there's some over in Illinois. Jesus! Like, way the fuck up in Illinois. It's like, are you serious? Like, the side of a barn that says Merrimack Caverns? I mean, if you're a farmer and they're like, we'll pay you a fucking bunch of money to uh, put our ad on your barn, I guess you'd be like, fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah, and half of them look like they paid for it one time in, like, 1950 and painted it on there and just left it there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw a fucking uh, billboard for, like, Steak and Shake. It looked like it was about 25 years old. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What? Ma just brought a pizza out the oven or calzone thing, and I just about fucking did a dirty in my pants. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be posting pictures of this in a little while. Mm. The the dirty in your pants or the calzone? Both. Oh. But yeah, so you're going to hear some background noise. Ma just said it won't even fit on the pan. Oh, there's always background noise. Yeah, there is. But... <laughs> I'm cutting an episode now, and it's like, what the... F- what, what the... What fucking door keeps opening? All I hear is... <laughs> Sounds like a fucking haunted house over there. <laughs> He's talking about the screen door creaking. He said it's like a fucking haunted house over here. <laughs> so yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of background noise as Ma makes pizzas and calzones and shit. So nice. that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, that's fucking weird. Merrimack Caverns must have at some point had a big uh, budget. Oh, oh, anyway, I saw a Steak and Shake billboard. It was all faded. It looked like it was about twenty fucking years old. And it's like, did these fuckers just pay once and people forgot where the billboards were? Possibly. Awesome. Awesome. If you're staking, it was back when that back when that was Route 66, probably. That's true. And then Route 66 died, and everybody's like, "We don't give a fuck about any of these billboards anymore." Mm-hmm. We're gonna put nice new billboards up. Fuck your barn. We're gonna put sexy ones up with lights. Yeah, with adult novelty store ads. There's a lot of that shit down there. Too. <laughs> I know like there fucking is. <laughs> the Lions Den Adult Superstore, and it's like, whoa. Yep. I know. Okay. It. I know. No shit, they're out there in the fucking boonies, and they're like, Hey, honey, you wanna fuck? Not unless you got that jelly fist. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? We went to the flea market in Union. Or was it Union or Pacific? Wherever there's I a... gotta stop you and say, do I want to hear this story? This was a long time ago, dude. We went, uh, me, Molly, and Jim. Get about. Dude, like, knives and fucking Nazi shit. And oh, yeah. Then there was a, a tent off to the side set up, and it was like an adult... Emporium? Uh-huh. But it was the most saddest fucking adult emporium you've ever... The scariest. Like, it was like a rape tent, dude. It was crazy. We went in there. Ew. We're looking around. They had, like, VHS tapes and, like, all kinds of grody shit. And I turned around on the way out, and there was in a blister card on the hanging on the wall. you were going to say a video of you. No. Uh, hanging on the wall in, like, a fucking, you know, like a blister pack was a fucking gigantic, like, rubber fist. Like a like a Ew. forearm with a fist on the end. With corn on it. No, it was no, it was mint in mint on <laughs> mint in package, dude. <laughs> but it was nasty. I was like, "What the? F- are you serious?" It was like first time I'd ever seen something like a hand. That's nasty. I know. It was gross. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and you know, somebody bought one of those at one time, and that's why he keeps it in stock. Oh fuck yeah! One sold, and he's like, "I gotta keep them coming." Yep, we gotta refresh stock on that one. Yeah, put it a reorder. Did you ever hear that story Robin Williams told R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, when they were shooting Mrs. Doubtfire? Mm, um, don't think so. Well, they shot that in San Francisco, and he said he went down the block in full makeup uh-huh. into a sex shop, and he's like, "Oh, hello, dear." Oh no. I I can I get that one? And they were like, "Huh?" And he said it was like this. Massive. It looked it looked like a fucking gas powered like dildo or some shit. <laughs> and he was like, No, no, the one with the three headed attachment. Oh thank you, darling. Oh, and gross. he goes, These dudes are just like 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was. It's too bad that was pre-Instagram or pre-YouTube. He could have videoed that. Oh, that would have been fucking awesome. Put it online. Awesome. That would have been fucking great. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It, I kind of wish they would would have been able to make the sequel to that, but there's part of me that's like, nah. Yeah. But I know he would have been awesome in it no matter what, even if it's like, well, this sucked. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. CaveCon. Let's get on track. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know where the name comes from either. There's a comic shop down there too called the Comic Cave. So I don't know oh, if... Oh, maybe it's maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe that's in association with that comic shop or something. That's possible. Which, I'll go into my first story, which involves Cullen Bunn. Okay. We were walking around, and I wanted to go to a comic shop because I've heard there's a great comic shop down there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want to go to a comic shop because I walked around that place on Saturday. I could not find any old novels. In the con? In the con at all. I yeah. mean, I saw some of those new Walking Dead novels, like The Rise of the Governor and all that shit. Yeah. But there were no old ones. And we're like, well, let's do some research. I was like, fuck research. Cullen Bunn is right up there. He's a fucking comic writer. He lives down here. If anybody's yeah. going to know where there's a badass comic shop, it's going to be that motherfucker. Yeah, what you would think. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So we went up front, and we were talking to uh, him and his wife, Cindy, and they asked her, and she turned to him, and he's like, what's going on? Because he was slinging books to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I just walked around the table and asked him, he was like, what are you looking for? He said, are you wanting new releases? Because we got a lot of people here that have new releases. And I said, no, I'm looking for old uh, comic novels, novels, like yeah. Marvel and DC prose novels. He goes, oh... He goes, well, uh, the comic shop that's down here, Comic Cave, he goes, they're closed, but they do have a booth over here. He goes, I can take you over there. And I was like, I was looking, they don't have novels, and that's when I told him I was looking for novels. I got that backwards. Anyway, (laughs) and he goes, oh, uh, follow me. So we went over to this booth, and it was around the aisle from the other booth where I found those um, Walking Dead novels and shit. Uh And, uh... He said he was looking around there yesterday, and he found this stash of old novels. And apparently he collects these, too, but he said they're all really fucking great. And he said uh, the only reason they're still there is because he didn't know what he had at home, because if any of those were ones he didn't have, he would have snapped them up. Right. And I looked in that area on Saturday, Mm -hmm. but there was people crowded around the one box that had the old novels. Yeah, I fucking hate that. So I didn't see it. Yeah. And you could tell this box had been picked through because it was half full. Yeah. Um, which that says a lot about me that I say half full. Huh. Yeah. I think that was a mistake on your part, but okay. Yeah. I just slipped out. Um. Mm. Anyway, that's a good thing, Ma. Don't make faces at me like that. I wasn't being filthy for once. <laughs> I picked through there and I'm sending you pictures now. Okay. And I picked out two books and like i said i've been looking for old marvel and dc novels so i picked out these two books these two that i'm sending you in for some reason it's taking fucking forever here they come Ooh, world's finest yes well that one there i picked that out and i was like oh shit that's got batman and superman the rest were like all batman and some Uh random dc shit i didn't know Mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit this is awesome well when i got home that one's not actually a novel it's a digest it's, yeah, it's one of those old, mini, black-and-white comic graphic novels, almost like a digest. Yeah. And it's like, I have never seen one of those in the wild, so I, I'm not even fucking upset that I didn't get a novel, because yeah. it's cool. And the Incredible and then, Hulk, Stalker from the Stars. 
Oh, his first full-length Hulk novel? Uh-huh. And that one is a novel, obviously. Oh, and it's like, oh, shit! By Ledwin and Marv Wolfman. Mm-hmm. And that novel there, I saw that once in a uh, lot on eBay. Yeah. And it was like 11 or 12 books or something, and it was like 150 bucks. Oh, you might have showed me that one. I kind of remember that. I think I did, yeah. And when I came back, I told him... Because he goes, did you find anything? I said, yeah, I grabbed two. And he's like, awesome. I said, I saw a lot of them once on eBay for like 150 He went, mm. And I said, yeah, no, they didn't look in that great of shape. And if you can, if you look at these, they're not in bad shape for 40-year-old books. No, not bad. Because they're both from 78. I mean, the That Hulk world's finest some, looks really good. It does. It's got a little on the top of the spine. Yeah. It looks like it had been dropped once, but it's not that bad. And people give me shit because I'm real particular about my books. Like yeah, Angie, especially with which, like, thanks to Angie because she's the one who took me to all this and made all this fun possible. Mm, she's your fairy godmother. Yeah, she always gives me shit because we've been to like Barnes and Noble a couple times, and when I get books, I'm super particular. I try to get the ones with the least damage and shit. Oh yeah, she's I like, do that why too. do you do that? Yeah. Because you're because you're not a psychopath. That's why that's you do one it. reason. But it's like looking at these books. It's like this is why. So fucking forty years from now, my books will still be in some readable shape. Yeah. Because I was flipping through them, and it's like there's no damage to them really. That's cool. But yeah. Anyway, I told him I saw that lot, and he went, and I went, yeah, that seemed a little too expensive. He said, no, look around. You can find cheaper ones than that. Because he said he found some, and he goes, sometimes when they're that high, and that one I showed you, they weren't in great shape yeah, at all. Like, a fucking folded flag. over covers and shit. Yeah. And he says, uh, yeah, shit like that, look around, because a lot of people on eBay with shit like that, they try to fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, that's how it looked to me, too. So, yeah. Cool. That was really fucking cool. Nice. And they had a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but they had more of the uh, old Marvel novels and shit, but... They were like twelve to fifteen dollars, and it's like these two were four and five dollars. So it's like that's a fucking steal, if you ask me. Again, condition and age. Yeah. Because the one I think turns forty years old next month in uh, November. Hmm. I think the um, world's finest one. Yeah. So yeah, it's fucking badass. Yeah, those world finest books are they're pretty fun. I have some digital ones that I've been reading to the kids. I got uh, some of those DC Showcase books. They were like the Marvel Essentials. Uh-huh. And I got like the first three Superman, the first two Batman, and one Green Lantern. Yeah. They're so fucking silly, though. It's like... Yeah. I mean, the first ones, I don't I don't know what issues they are. That I have two volumes of it. One, They're like different eras. Like, I guess one's maybe mm-hmm. like the 50s, one's like the 60s. And they should like cherry pick some out, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like that first one from like whatever it was, the 40s or 50s. Holy shit, dude. Every issue is just like how stupid Lois Lane is and like how yeah. and like how they're pulling one over on her because yeah. they keep switching they keep switching identities so that she can't figure out who's who. It's a far cry from the Margot Kidder and yeah. Durant's versions where it's like It's like I know I figured out your identity and then they'll do like some simple little switch and she yes. and then she's like, "Oh my god, I, maybe I was wrong. Oh, I guess I don't know. Oh my, I have the vapors. I need to lay down now." <laughs> Where's my fainting couch? Uh-huh. It's fucked up. Or even the Dana Delaney version where she, like, intentionally got in trouble just to fuck with Superman sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a far cry. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's those are two of the novels I got. Cool. Which, um, I was flipping through them last night and I showed Ma and it's just, like, the smell of that old ink and paper. It's like, oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's good shit. <laughs> yeah. I got I'm getting some, weird looks. I got some books off eBay a few years ago. They were um, mm -hmm. Black Eagles. I think that's what it's called, Black Eagles. Actually, I have them right next to me, I think, in this box, if I can find them. But anyway, I'd gotten some of these novels at Book King when I was a kid, and they're okay. they're like from, I want to say they're from the early 80s, but it's, every cover is like, like a skull wearing a green beret with like crossed Bowie knives behind it and shit, and it's like a, it's it's about like a platoon in Vietnam. They're like, I remember them being like, like super grown up and like violent and kind of fucked up. It was the first place I ever saw the word defecate in print. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Don't you love that when you stumble across a word and gotta fucking go yeah. search it in a dictionary or now Google it? Uh-huh. Well, I I lost them or I got rid of them over the years. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really wish I had those books. I'd like to read those again. And so I looked them up and god damn, it was hard to find some. But uh, I finally found a few of them and when I got them, they were like all yellowy and, and shit. And yeah. yeah, they had that smell, that mu that kind of musty newsprint smell. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's one of those smells that if you just walked into somebody's house and you smelled it, you'd be like, damn, y'all stank. Mm -hmm. But when you're holding a book, there's just something special about it. Yeah. It's probably going to give you a lung infection, but... I don't care. Fucking lung infection never felt so good. <laughs> I don't care, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah... Got those books on Sunday. Sunday was a big day. Yeah, it must have been, because Saturday was sounded like a bust, from what you were telling me. I mean, Saturday, Saturday sounded kind of like a disappointment. I felt bad for you. I was like, oh, shit, I hope it turns around tomorrow. Yeah. it, it At the con, it was, but hanging out, and there was this super secret special thing I can't talk about. You know. But I can't talk about that will be happening eventually. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. I just... Yeah, I guess I forgot to tell you. Tootsie Fruitsy! Oh, yeah, okay, you did tell me that you were going to do that. I forgot. Oh, okay. I, I, I think you did. I, did. I didn't realize you were doing it at the con, I guess. But I think you did yeah. tell me that you were going to... That was one of the things you were doing for that. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. That saved it. But for the most part... Well, and the Space Monkey show, which... Yeah, you said that spoilers, was great. It was. Yeah. We went... I saw pictures meet. of it. It looked different than what I was expecting for some reason. Well, yeah, Q kept talking about it during the show. It's like... It was like bright, like said, the lights were on, and like look, it just looked like a panel room or something. It was in the basement of a fucking bowling alley. Oh, okay. Q was talking about it, and he said, like, four months ago he sold out Madison Square Garden, now he's in the basement, in the basement. of a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird kind of room. Yeah. If It didn't feel like you were there to see a show, it felt like... Some of your friends were getting up and making pretend almost because there was no stage. And they had two tables butted up against each other in, like, catty corner in the corner. Uh-huh. And two big-ass fucking speakers so the people in the back could hear. Yeah. But there's no stage. There's no fucking special shit. And they filmed it, so I think it's going to go up on their Patreon. Oh, sweet. And they did record it, too, so you never know. It might come out free. Yeah. We went through the line earlier in the day to meet Bri, Q, and Ming. Mm-hmm. Bry is exactly how he is on Twitter, or at least how people feel he is on Twitter, where unless you're an OG ant that was on Twitter back when they first got on Twitter, mm -hmm. or a chick, he just seems really uninterested. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude. Mm -hmm. And Q seemed a little more engaged, but on Saturday, even he was just like, yeah, that's cool. You know? Yeah. Well, the other thing I was thinking, too, is, like, you had DM'd me and was like, 
told me all this stuff about meeting them already. It was like 12 o'clock. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Did you guys even like check in there the hotel or did you even like fucking pause before you went to the, cause you must have just rolled right in and right up to the table. We pretty much did because we rolled in, we left our shit in the car because the, the hotel rooms weren't ready until I think three. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, what are we going to do? You guys hungry? And everybody's like, no, we just ate. Well, they ate. I, I wasn't hungry at the time. Yeah. But they're like, no, we just ate. We're good to go. So we walked in. But yeah, I was going to say that could have contributed to the standoffishness or the disinterest or whatever is like they probably just got there too <laughs> they did and they had already been drinking oh no shit yeah you could tell q was already getting loose yeah yeah but um we walked right in and directly inside the door to the left that's where they were sitting at yeah so we just went through the line talked to them well, yeah they were like the headliners mm-hmm. and it was smaller than archon yeah you told me that i was like damn that's surprising I mean, I guess maybe it's not just based on the guest list that they had. I thought it, I figured it was probably going to be kind of smallish, but... Yeah. And see, this was the first year, too. Yeah. So right. I think that factors into it, too. It's like you've got to prove yourself, maybe. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like it was like, um, like Project Comic-Con was here. That's the one where I met George Perez and yeah, um, a couple other people were there. It was at, the, at Westport, at the whatever the fuck it is out there that hotel it's at the westport yeah yeah yeah. and yeah it was a real small room Mm-hmm. well this was too there was it felt like the um exhibitor room or whatever the fuck you want to call it mm-hmm. it felt about half the size of archon yeah and then there was nobody really in the hallway slinging shit either like at archon you had fuckers in the hallway selling books and yeah, art yeah. and shit like that yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely more intimate. Yeah, that sounds almost exactly like that little con. Yeah. Which I actually missed that. They only did it, like, two or three years. They haven't done it in a couple of years. Actually, was that of... the one that was bi-yearly or whatever, or no? No, I don't think so. Because I, I remember a con you year. went to that was every other year. Oh, well, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't remember that, but it's been, like, two years now, three years now. Okay. So I think maybe they're done. Or maybe they're just oh, waiting. Maybe they're just building up their bank again. Building anticipation? Yeah. <laughs> I was building their guarantee money. Yeah. But yeah, they were right inside, and we went through the line. Like I said, Bry, he was kind of standoffish a bit, so it's like, all right, dude. Mm. Q, he was a little more engaged, but he didn't seem as fucking gregarious either as you would expect from a dude that does that type of shit all the time. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I met him after that Practical Joker show, he mm-hmm. was like super friendly and seemed really warm and stuff, but I... I told you he was also pretty drunk. <laughs> well, that might play into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, I got to the end, and Ming was there, and he recognized me. and goes, hey, you got your stuff? And I said, yeah, I got my recorder. He goes, bring it later, and we'll record tonight. And I was like, mm. okay. But well, we didn't record that night. Yeah, the Ming, Ming seems like he just snorted crank. Yes, he did. The other two were kind of standoffish, and Ming, it's like, get off of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was telling some of the other ones, it's like, Ming feels like the type of dude he would jump on your back and not to be an asshole, but he's like, let's go for a piggyback ride. Me first and then you. That seems like Ming. Yeah. Where it's like, I didn't sign up for this, but okay. You know? <laughs> but yeah, he's like, bring your stuff. We'll record tonight. Well, we didn't record that night because he was fucking shit-faced. <laughs> and th- then he went to like a hole-in-the-wall strip club where like you can see the baby crowning and bullet holes and shit. What? Really? Yeah, they were. They went to a dive fucking... Oh, I'm sure uh, there's some choice ones in Springfield. Uh-huh. And I forget what it was called, but yeah, that's where he went, and a couple other people went with him. 
Like in the back of a meth trailer. A little bit is how it sounds, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we went to the Space Monkey show. There was some great shit in there, which I can tell you later. I don't want to really snipe their shit. Right. Let's just say the word tallywhacker was thrown around more than I've heard in like the last 15 years. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That was great. Then the next day came around, fucking, I didn't sleep very well again, so it's like, ugh. Well, that's pretty much, go figure. It's normal, but yeah. But we went in. Everybody was getting fucking tattoos, too. Did you see that? I didn't see it, but I heard about it, and and you said you weren't, because I don't know why I'm you a didn't. bitch. I just told you why I'm a bitch. Oh. Everybody was getting, like, different ant tattoos and shit like that, and Angie got one. She got a tramp stamp on her upper crack. Yeah. And... No, her lower split. What was that? I said no, her lower split. Oh, <laughs> That's fucked up. People wonder where I get it from. What did, what did she say on her lower what? Split. Oh. Her lower split. Gotcha. <laughs> like I said, people wonder where I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and she went and showed him. Well, at the Space Monkey show, yeah, I'm jumping around again. At the Space Monkey show, Angie said that Ming, he stopped calling her Ass Patch. That's what he was calling her last year. Right. Well, now he's calling her Tramp Stamp. Right. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Nice. So, yeah, the next day... Well, I thought that might be why they were more interested in the girls, too, was because they've met them before. Well... And if they remembered them. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think Bry had met Angie before, but definitely Cheryl and Andrea. Yeah. Because Bry, he was playing to Andrea in quite a few sections. Of made the... her the focus of the show a couple times. Really? Yeah, it was fucking pretty cool. Dude, don't be stealing our official black listener. Yeah, no What shit, the fuck, right? man? Don't you have enough of your own? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that sounds fucked up. I like it. We only have one. Fuck. Well, he said at one point, he stood up and he goes, Fuck all you white liberal cocksuckers. She gets me. Because <laughs> she was sitting up front. She was right next to me. Because, yeah, we were up front. Like, we could lock eyes with them. Yeah. And Q and I had a moment. It was kind of weird. But later that night, it got less weird. No. Gross. <laughs> uh, I got it. Wow. How do my... Anyway, yeah. So... Again, the Space Monkey show was fun. They were engaged with the audience except for one annoying asshole. Um, there was an annoying asshole, of course. Of course. Who thought because they were sitting at the end of the table, they were part of the show. And it's like, no, you're not. But yeah, it was Q, Bry, Ming, and Cullen. Yeah. A.K.A. Colon. Colon Bun. Um, they call him Colon Bun. Well, he's... That was one of the stories he told about when he was younger. People would pick on him and call him Colin. <laughs> well, I mean... And it was funny. There's worse names you could probably be called, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there are, and that's not particularly imaginative, is it? Not really. With a na- uh, last name like Bun? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cumin Bun, or... Like I said, it's not that imaginative. Yeah, Colin. no, I mean, come on. Those kids are fucking slacking. It was funny, though, the next day when we were talking to him... He said something and somebody called him Colin. You could tell who was at the Space Monkey show. Yeah. Because the dude he was talking to was like, huh? Oh. And like six people around were like, <laughs> about it. But yeah, that was pretty funny too. Yeah, I wish I would have had you take my X-Men Blue down there and have it signed. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm, and the other thing, I got a couple interviews. Yeah. 
that we're going to throw to here in a few minutes. I thought about it when we got down there and I was like, motherfucker, you should have gave me the lapel mic you got. And you were like, shit. Yeah, I totally fucking forgot about that. That would have worked out better. It would have. It would have cut down on the noise and you could have gotten the mics closer because there's a, a little bit of background noise in these yeah. interviews that are coming up. But trust me, these interviews are great. Cool. A nerd blitz first. Yeah, woo! Something I've always wanted to do, incorporate interviews. Yeah? So... I hope you were wearing your blazer. I was wearing my... I know what you were wearing. I saw the pictures. (laughs) Basically the same thing I wear every time you see me. Yeah, your uniform. I'm like a fucking cartoon character. You'd swear I only have, like, three shirts. I mean, I think maybe you only do have, like, three shirts, but... For me to know and you to find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three shirts and two of them are nerd blitz shirts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we were walking around and we went back by the tattoo area because fucking Saturday the tattoo area was fucking hopping. Really. Sunday it seemed like everybody had gotten their shit out of the way on Saturday. Yeah. Because they had a few people still there, but there was congestion around the tattoo area because everybody was just like, "Oh my god, they got tattoo artists." And they had a line of people trying to fucking line up and get their tattoos yeah. too. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't think they had it this year, but the last couple years at the Wizard World here and in Chicago, they had like tattoo people. I was like, "Really?" That's a that's they've been doing that at Star Wars Celebration, too. Yeah, this seems seems odd. I guess I mean, it makes sense. I guess people want to get tattoos to commemorate shit and for sure, you know, but I was talking to the dude who did Angie's tattoo and he's like, so what's what's all this stuff about? What's this ant thing? Because he had done so many ants. Yeah. And we were like, well, it's a podcast. Yeah. And we're talking to him, and I had a good talk with him. On Sunday, I ended up giving him a card because he was just so cool. Yeah. And it's like, he'll probably never listen, which that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, he was a really fucking cool dude, and he's talking about... Him and I were having a conversation on Saturday while he was tatting Angie mm-hmm. about video games and shit, and he's like, dude, I grew up in the 80s, and he goes, I see this shit now, and it's just crazy, and I told him about you and how you said once they went past the six-button controller, you were done. Yeah. And he goes, pretty much. And I said, and it's true, playing this new Spider-Man game and seeing, like, from Pong to that, it's, like, two totally different things. Yeah, it's not even the same fucking shit anymore. So, yeah, he was really fucking cool, and we explained it all to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I know Q, my kid likes Impractical Jokers. And we were talking about, like, how comics used to be underground and shit, and music used to be in the forefront, and he said it's sort of flipped. Like, comics are everywhere now, at least with the movies so comic culture and he goes music if you want to find a good band you got to go to the underground clubs and shit right and it's like yeah it's kind of fucking that true it is kind of true i never thought about that but yeah that is pretty true but yeah like i said he, he was fucking cool as shit so we did that and then like i said sunday they were all hanging around by there and angie and i had walked the floor and then i found this artist which i told you i wanted to talk to him uh, Lorenzo Lazana. He used to go to the comic shop I used to go to. Oh, he's an artist. Okay, I thought he was a writer for some reason. Well, um, he might be because I talked to him for a few minutes and he he was doing pencil sketches for 20. Cool. Ink sketches for 40 or inked and colored sketches for 60. Nice. And I was talking to him and it's like, well, I asked him the day before if he would do an interview and he was like, sure, why not? Yeah. So I was going to get a sketch from him. And I was going to get a just a $20 pencil sketch. 
And then Angie talked me into going for a color sketch. Mm -hmm. And I'm sending it to you now. Okay. It's fucking amazing. It might be the image for this episode. Okay. But I told him what I wanted, and he was like, okay, cool. And he's like, come back in about an hour. The sketch should be done, and we can do the interview thing. And I was like, oh, awesome, okay. So I went back around, and I talked to... Oh, uh, shit. Fucking A, right? (laughs) That's fucking badass, dude. (laughs) For anybody who's not caught up, and you'll hear it in the interview, like my reaction as he finishes it up and hands it to me. I got a Scooby Doom picture done. Oh, that's fucking cool. Isn't it? And he goes, I started to do the mask. He goes, but I figured the whole point was to see the face. And I was like, I don't care, dude. That's awesome. Right. But I told him what I wanted, and we walked back over to the tattoo place, and I was getting antsy, so I was like, I'm going to go up front and see if Ming's busy. So I went up there. I got the interview with him, but we'll save that for a little later. I finished with him. We walked around a little bit more, and then it's like, I think it's been about an hour. So I went back to Lorenzo, and like I said, he used to go to the comic shop I went to. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit about the shop and Steve, the dude who used to own it before he died. Yeah. And you said this guy was a Lion Forge guy? Yes. Yeah, that's a local comic company. When they first started, we talked about this before I started the recorder. He said when they first started, it was a company of 12 people, and he was one of the 12. And he said he was there for a couple years, and then he went away, and he came back. He said when he came back, they were up to like 65 people. Damn. So apparently Lion Forge is growing, which is cool. Yeah, they're at Wizard World every year, I think. At least a couple of their people mm-hmm. are always there. I remember a couple years ago seeing they had a big-ass booth. Well, it was, a, so. I think they, are, didn't they do um, a Voltron line of comics? That's possible. I think they did, like, four or five years ago. Because I th- yeah. think that's where they had, like, the life-size, uh, Vol- well, not life-size, but the, you know, like the 12-foot-tall or 10-foot-tall yeah. Voltron statue at their booth. That's possible, yeah. He talked about in this interview some of the other licenses they had and i'm just like holy shit i didn't know they had these like i mean i heard about the saved by the bell license they had when they did those comics and like they did punky brewster and knight rider oh, but Lord. he talked about like yeah it, it was weird that era but i yeah. think he said they did like dexter's lab and powerpuff girls comics too and it's like now that's the shit i want to read wow but um well anyway steve shop i wanted to talk about him because i've told you and i think i've touched on it a little bit on here like when i first started getting comics and shit and i was trying to find a comic shop Mm -hmm. every shop you'd go into it'd be like what are you looking for and i'd be like scooby-doo and spider-man they'd be like like what a fucking loser buy some better books and shit like that they would just like be shitty about what i was buying yeah and that was why i picked steve shop because i was like scooby-doo and spider-man he's like oh awesome okay they're right over here you know he was never fucking condescending and shitty yeah and as you'll hear uh, in the start of this interview, he talked a little bit about that. And then the fucking interview took a turn. <laughs> and it's like, everything this motherfucker was saying, I was like, bullshit, really? Hmm. Nuh-uh, really? He's talking about fucking, okay, yeah, he's a comic illustrator, and he's talking about all the shit he's done locally. And then he's like, and I'm an animator. I went out to Warner Brothers, and they were showing me how to do that Dexter's Lab style, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, I guess if they have the license, they probably do. It's like training or mm-hmm. something. And he's talking about how he teaches at, I think, Jennings High School. He's an animator. He teaches animation. He's a shoe designer. And I'm just like, what? Hmm. And he just fucking keeps throwing the shit out. And in the interview, he starts talking about animation. And he's getting, like, real hardcore and deep. Yeah. Because he does animation the old... Fuck it. Let's just throw to that. Okay. I'm here with Lorenzo Lozano. And I know him 
was that he just uh, drew a um, Scooby Doom picture for me, and it's stunning. So I'm kind of gobsmacked at the moment. <laughs> but I know him because the comic shop I've mentioned before. He used to go there every year on Free Comic Day, and I wanted to ask you about that a bit. Oh, yeah. And talk about Steve, because as you were just saying, he was a really cool dude. Oh, he was the, he was the nicest guy. He was one of the first uh, comic store owners to put my independent comic book in his store. Really? And uh, I, I came and did a signing there for Deathwind, and he was really good about it. I, I really appreciated it. Uh, he's right up there. When I first came to town, I didn't know a whole lot of people, you know, but... I saw that store because I lived in the uh, South County area, uh, uh, Melville, at the time. And uh, when I met him, I met him at Coping House. Uh, that was a show that was all off of Keokuk and Grand in the city. Now it's over near Shrewsbury. Okay. It's called it's the St. Louis Comic Book Club. Put those shows on once a month, I think, or once every two months. And those guys were really cool there. I, I met them. But when I went to the, his store, he says, hey, you know, I'm doing free comic book day. Uh, I, I kind of replaced another artist who uh, couldn't make the uh, commitment, a buddy of mine, uh, Don Secrease. <laughs> and so Donnie was like, hey, Lorenzo, go, you know, how would you like to do that? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll come over there. And I, I took his spot, and uh, we've been, I was there ever since for about seven years straight uh, running. And uh, so everyone uh, built a fan base there. People came. Uh, Steve was so good uh, about letting me do I sat there and just did sketches for people. And uh, people would ask for their favorite characters, and so it was so much fun. But uh, but Steve, uh, when he when he passed away, I uh, it was hard hard for me to go back and be in the same place without him. And, yeah. You know, and the, and the new owners are good. They're really good guys. Yeah, Mike I was and them there this and, uh, past year, and they were really nice. But it's just like it's not the same. Yeah. Kind of the essence of the show, the store is, is a little different because without him he you know he was a hardcore fan and uh, he was a real good friend of mine at that time so I um yeah so you know it's it's all good I, I'm still I support everybody in South County all the stores in St. Louis any of the retailers I'm friends with pretty much 14 different retailers and uh, their stores and all the fantasy shops all American with Dave over there Dave Schmidt um, so and all the guys, I support the guys at Comic Headquarters as well. Any, any, and all those guys, if they ever need me to come in up doing a signing, when I put my book out, I'll probably come to their store and do a signing. So it's gonna be fun. And uh, I've been in that area. I've been in St. Louis since the early '90s, yeah. you know, where I started as a screen printer and I was freelance doing comics. Then I took a left turn and went into the toy industry. I was doing, a, I went to do a comic book to go inside of a Tarzan toy packaging, and the toy company hired me on the spot to be a full-fledged toy designer. And I'm like, I didn't know how to do any of that, but they gave me on-the-job training in a sense because I can draw anything. I could draw anything. So I worked on uh, Godzilla, Independence Day, Mars Attacks, uh, a lot of different properties that they had, the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> we, we did them all. The, the Lost in Space movie uh, toy line, Austin Powers. We did so many different things there. And I'm the guy who can draw any style. So it was so much fun That's working in that place. I could draw Godzilla and I could draw the Powerpuff Girls. Most artists couldn't do that, Yeah, that, that different range. Well, yeah. Even that, that looks sort of, that Batman drawing, it looks sort of Ed McGinnis-y. Uh, yeah, he's the one everyone compares me mostly to. Him and, him and uh, Mike were, Ring, were Ringo. Yeah. yeah. Ringo passed away as well, one of my good influences, I tell you. I, I'm from the 80s, though, the era of John Byrne and George Perez. And, and so a lot of my stuff has those influences, yeah, too. Yeah, you can so, see it. And, uh, I mean, I'm self-taught artist, but... Uh, I, uh, I practice every day. I draw every day. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to be an artist, I'd say draw every day. 
draw people, draw portraits. I started as a portrait artist first, then I did comics second. So I already knew how to draw people. I got better at the anatomy, and I, I, I was studying my mom's nursing magazines. And you know, in the back it had the muscles. Yeah. On the page it had the organs and it had the skeleton. I, I, Those clear I, pages. Yeah, the acetate. I didn't like the organs. Uh, and the skeleton scared me, so I was like, I'll stick with just the muscles. And so I learned where everything tied into and how they, how to do the anatomy. So I knew the body inside and out. So drawing skin on it was easy. So, uh, so then I knew how to maneuver it around, and that was the. And one of my art teachers told me, she said, if you can draw the human anatomy, you can draw anything. And I, sure enough, she was right. I can literally draw anything. And style comes from just being able to put window dressing on the top of it. Yeah. So underneath, I know how to draw. So if you come with me and tell me to draw the Danny Phantom style, which I had to learn about the Powerpuff Girls stuff. I had to learn that, like Craig McCracken. I actually went out to Warner Brothers and met those guys. Wow. Uh, Cartoon Network. And they showed me how they do that angular style. And that's the tricky thing, you know, because we had the license for uh, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. And I was the designer on most of those toys. So I had to... I had to emulate them, you know, because we had to take them. Even though we get a style guide that they send us, we have to take them and manipulate them to fit the toy that we're working on. If we have them sitting, squatting, doing something, if they're a play set, we have to make sure the figure fits. So I have to change the pose. And, and so you have to be able to know how to draw that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm that weird unicorn out there. I worked in the toy industry, the shoe industry. I'm a shoe designer, uh, uh, comic books, animation. I teach animation one-on-one -on -one at Jennings High School out there in St. Louis as well, one day a week, and teaching them how to do animation has been fun. You know, I'm, I'm old school, so I learned from the, the Disney style uh, of the flip books, yeah. you know, and then you have to do your storyboards, you draw your keyframes, and then you, uh, well, now we have the, you know, the new, the yeah, magic the box. So I put it in Photoshop in the timeline, which was developed by Walt Disney through the multi-plane uh, system with the camera. Uh, it's the timeline that everything's on, Flash, animation, any other, and a Toon Boom, all those animation programs are based off of what Walt Disney created. And so I'm a historian of the history of animation and comics as well. So uh, when I saw that, I teach the kids the way I learn. And there's all these fancy programs, but it's easier for them to learn it the way I teach them because I go flip books, storyboards, do the keyframes. And then once you have the keyframes, then that's called pre-production. Then you can hand it to an animator and they can animate it. Or I can show them how to do it. And then we, we bring it into the computer. When we put it on separate, we change the, the frames, the, the layers that we have to frames, and then we press the play button and it plays, you know, like six to ten illustrations of movements and stuff like that. So that's, it's a, that's pretty detailed stuff, but it's fun, it's fun. We do all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but my life right now is building up my imprint, getting it ready to launch in March at, uh, at Planet Comic Con in, in Kansas City. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of Planet Comic Con, and I will be there with Scarab and, uh, and hopefully a, a couple other books of mine uh, that I've been working on over the past couple of years and, uh, to tell some fun, entertaining, engaging stories where uh, it's action adventure and just fun entertainment because I, I believe a lot of what we do now is not that. And yeah. uh, I want comics to be like it was when I was buying them. And, and my comics had everything. They had humor, comedy, drama, they had trauma, they had seriousness, they had all that in the 80s. And they weren't just for kids, you know, but everyone could read them. And so I'm kind of getting my books toward that, that mold where if anyone comes in the store, grandma, mom, daughter, nephew, your kids, they can all read the same stuff and get the same story and fun, you know, entertainment out of value out of it. So that's where I'm at, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I've got a lot of help now, finally, and um, I'm not just one guy doing it by myself. Anymore. I have people color stuff for me and letter stuff, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm getting there. I just had to get 
you know, and social media is helping now. I'm starting to I've cultivated an audience over the Midwest from Chicago all the way to KC and Indiana. So now I'm uh, I'm ready to launch, and uh, hopefully everybody can come along for a fun ride. I hope it goes well for you, man. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. <laughs> so wasn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you stole my joke. I was going to do that. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I said it. Yeah. For you folks listening, I didn't send Fitz this review first, or this interview first, because I didn't want to spoil the uh, Doom sketch. I wanted to save that for in the moment. I wanted to get your reaction on Mike. Yep. I don't think Mike minded either. (laughs) That joke works, dude. Anywho. Okay. Angie laughed. Am I going to have to get... Am I going to get my own little kid voice? No, that's not what that's supposed to be. That's not Mike. No. Am I going to have to do that so that you can, so that I can tell you to stop using that joke like you do with me with my joke? Yeah, maybe. My joke gets laughs, though. My joke gets laughs? Eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's way to take the wind out of my sails. I, I was feeling good all day until just now. Well, glad to be of <laughs> service. <laughs> So yeah, that's the interview with uh, Lorenzo Lozano. Fucking fascinating dude. Yeah, that's cool. That was like I said, that's like a like a surprising hidden gem. Yeah, like that. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I, I wasn't, wasn't either. I don't know what to expect, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't even have to fucking say anything because we started on the one, and he, as you heard, he just fucking went off, and it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that sketch, and it's just like, this is fucking breathtaking. And at the start of the interview, you can sort of hear I start babbling at a mi- uh, for a minute, and I left it in because I even pointed it out, and I was like, sorry, I'm babbling. You just handed me this sketch, and it's like, this is crazy. But yeah, that that was a lot of fucking fun. He's somebody I'd like to talk to again if I see him somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out. He might, he might show up at one of these cons nearby. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm... St- Fucking, I talked to him for like eight and a half minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if he can give that much in eight and a half minutes, imagine what happens if you can scratch that surface a little deeper. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So yeah, we got that and then it's like, I'm good to go. It was fucking awesome. So after that, I think we basically were done for the day. And we, Andrea went off, headed to the airport, and then we went and got some pizza at this little fucking joint down there. And that was fuck. I, well, I got a meatball sandwich, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. It was a good joint. Little fucking hole in the wall, and that's that was the thing. As we were walking towards the pizza joint. You see all these little hole in the wall theaters and whatnot. Oh, really? And it it feels. And I said it to Angie, and she was like, "Oh shit, it does." As we were driving down towards this pizza joint, because one of the broads that was with us had gone there a couple days before, so that's why we settled on. And she said it was great, and she wasn't lying. We're driving down the road, and I was like, holy shit, are we in downtown Kirkwood? <laughs> and Angie goes, shit, it looks like it doesn't. And there was even, like, a Pickleman's place there. Okay. It's a local, I guess, picklery. That would stand to reason. It makes sense, right? hmm But there was even one of those, and in downtown Kirkwood, there's one, too. Hmm. So it feels just like one of those deceptively small towns where it's a lot bigger than it seems, but it just feels feels real small and homey yeah so yeah it was a good choice to have it there even though it's like three hours away yeah it's because he lives down there right yeah yeah but i mean they easily could have fucking found a small convention center up here because this is a lot easier to get to than down there but just the vibe of it's you know 
Yeah, the drive's kind of a bitch. Fit. Yeah, but the vibe of it feels right for yeah. something like this. Let's see, what else? You talked to Q to about your... Oh, yeah. So, earlier... Thanks for the reminder. No problem. We went back on Sunday, and I talked to Bry again for a quick minute, and I was like, hey, would you guys want to do intro bumps for uh, the pod? And they were like, fuck no. Well, Bry is like, sure. And Q's like, oh, hell yeah, come on, let's do that. But I was talking to him, and after the picture, I whipped out my wallet, because I've seen him post on Twitter and Instagram different fire department patches he's seen and shit. Yeah. And in my wallet, I carry a patch because, as I've talked about, my grandpa was in the fire department here in St. Louis, and my mom seems to think he was FDNY, too. Mm. Which, that's what I was trying to say in that tweet that you replied to, and I saw that I accidentally fucked it up with my fat fingers, and I put, he was NY. I'm sure he could figure that out. I'm sure, but yeah. That that shit annoys me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was trying to put. And yeah, Ma seems to think he was FDNY, but I don't know for sure. She'll have to ask his sister, who's still alive, next time she talks to her. Yeah. But anyway, I pulled out my wallet and showed him this patch, and he was like, that was the moment where it's like... Q this year was like Mike last year, where it's like I didn't go in with any fucking anything against Mike. It's just I didn't know much about him. He didn't seem like he had much that would I could grab onto to, you know, be like, he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I came out of fucking Archon being like, Mike is awesome. Ming is too, but Ming, he comes through as like fucking party, bitch. Yeah. Ming is like obviously awesome and easy to get along with. Exactly. And Mike, he just comes off more stoic sometimes so yeah it it was harder to get a grasp on but when i talked to him fucking he let me come behind the table and just sit there and bullshit with him for a minute and you connect on that human level it's like wow he is a good dude well i had that moment this year with q which i've talked to certain people before and it's like i'm not a big fan of impractical jokers it's not that i hate it it's just it's not really my bag you know right but so i've never had this fucking love or obsession with Q or anything like that like a lot of people have it's just like yeah he's one of the guys you know right but coming away from this like wow that's a fucking good dude you know yeah yeah he seemed he seemed pretty good when I met him but I really like fucked it up like I I wish I had that to do over again because I would have done it differently yeah than what I did yeah I feel you because I there's things that it's like I should have said this to Brian maybe that would have got a little more you know yeah well no I just came away I, I came away feeling feeling good but at the same time i was like man i was so fucking lame i couldn't have thought of anything better to say or yeah you know. well i mean that's kind of how it was with bride too and i felt bad too because it was like he asked me to if we wanted to go out after the thing that they were maybe going out somewhere do we want to come and i'm like i can't i got a fucking baby at home i gotta go get a baby they asked me that's when i because the first day I talked to Brian, it's like, hey, I record with Fitz. And I handed him the card, and he goes, what's this? And I handed it to him, and I said, I record with Fitz. And he goes, who? <laughs> and I went, Fitzman? And he goes, oh, Fitzman. And he looked up, finally. Oh. And he goes, why isn't he here? And I said, well, he's got a wife and kids, so it's kind of hard to make the trip. I said, but he's at a wedding today, too. And he goes, oh, so he pussed out? And I went, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you under the bus, and then it, that's when he was just like, okay, well. Oh, so that's on. how you get to be his friend, is you throw me under the bus? Yeah. Oh, I see. But it, it didn't is. work, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where's Fitz? I was like, he's not here. And he's like, all right, then keep walking. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I thought that's when he was like, oh, hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> no, no. That's when he was like, fucking tell your story walking, Chubbs. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's that was the exchange with him, and it's like, I wish I would have said more than, I record with Fifth Man! But like I said, when I said your name, that's when he finally looked up at me. But Q was a little different when I gave him the card. Yeah. But yeah, I went behind and I showed him that, and we were talking about it, and I told him, like... My... <laughs> right now, there's a there's a Nerd Blitz business card on the floor underneath that table. Well... It's still sitting there. <laughs> yeah, prize. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I what? I said I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I was talking to him, and I told him, like, where my grandpa's house was and all that shit, and I, after I got done, I was like, Fuck! I should have told him a story that I need to write down because it will make a hilarious fucking joke corner. I don't know if I've told it yet or not. Okay. No, I did. The penguin story with my dad. Oh, yeah, where he took him to the firehouse and they all beat his ass. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking real uplifting... my grandpa kicked his ass. But it's fucking hilarious, and it's that was a, a perfect example Yeah, that was totally that hilarious, this fucking child abuse story. <laughs> Community child Wait. abuse. That was great. It's fucking hilarious. That is kind of fucked up, isn't it? Like, fucking... His dad's there, so it's like, okay, he can kick his ass, but everybody's like, no, uh my turn. Kinda. Yeah, it's kinda fucked up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wanted to tell him that, because we were talking about, like, the difference in firefighting now and versus then. Because I, I told him, I was like, my grandpa was a firefighter back in the days when they would go in with an axe in one hand and a fucking cigarette in the other, and he was like, oh yeah, those days sure have changed. Yeah. And I said, yeah, they're no fun anymore, are they? He goes, nah. Or no, he goes, yeah, it's a lot safer now. And I was like, yeah, but a lot less fun. And he goes, well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, once I showed him that patch, he really opened up and we had a good conversation. It was like five to ten minutes about it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, it was probably a, a nice change of pace from the fucking fangirls yeah. that he's probably saw all day long. Yeah, well, I don't think it's just fangirls there there's some dudes that seem like they're like oh my god mr q i'll suck your dick because you made a funny with cow <laughs> but yeah that was fun and then i like i said we had that conversation and i was like would you mind i've got my recorder would you mind doing intros or doing an intro and he's like sure and did you listen to that yet i saw i saw the video yeah but you can't really hear it there yeah i couldn't really hear it. i didn't listen to them yet no fuck well they'll have already heard it so i'll just explain it to you okay I pulled out a card. He goes, what do you want me to say? I pulled out a card, and I handed it to him, and I said, I gave you one of these yesterday. He goes, okay, yeah, 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 it's still in my wallet. And I went, what? But I said, I gave you one of these yesterday. Just say your name and, you know, say the Nerd Blitz. And I'm, I've been kicking myself since because I didn't say say the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. It's just say the Nerd Blitz. So yeah. that's all he said, but that's my fault. That's no fault of his. That's um, fine. I know, but I like the full title. Well, what are we going to do? So I started the recorder, and he goes, Nerdblitz, right, okay, let's do this. Well, what do you want me to say? I'll say whatever you want me to say. And I was like, well, just say your name, and by the way, we'll, we might just leave all this in. Um, and he laughed. I said, but just say your name and say you're listening to the Nerdblitz. So he did that. We'll find out if you leave that all together, because I just sent those to you uncut so you can okay. use them however you want. Okay. And while I was talking to him, to Q, though, he kept turning to bribe me and like, hey, what about this? Listen to this. Ha-ha. And Bry's just sitting there fucking around on his phone. And he goes, oh, he's still looking at CB radios. During the Space Monkey show, he had talked about wanting to get a CB radio, but people were like, huh? What the fuck you want that for? Nobody uses that anymore. It's all apps on the phones. And I got the bump from Bry, turned to him, and he goes, these things are cheap. And Q goes, what? He goes, these are cheap. And he goes, oh, the CBs, how much? And he told him like 100, 120 or some shit. And he goes, fucking get them then, man. We can put them in our cars. And it's like, what a fucking bunch of lamos. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me, you talked about once, like the ham radio club. 
Yeah. I had a CB radio like, when I was a kid. Yeah, when you dad's. were a kid, fucking 30 years ago. That's not 2018. Yeah. That was the shit it, back then, dude. And I and I realize I now why, now that mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds died and went back and rewatched Smokey and the Bandit. Holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. That's where that whole fucking culture came from, that whole CB radio shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, my dad had one. My grandpa had one. They had them in their cars. They had them installed in their cars. And then when I was a little older, like, he didn't have it in the car anymore, so I hooked it up in the house so I could CB radio to my buddy down the street who had one. Yeah. It was fucking fun. Well, see, the Tallywhacker thing I was telling you about, which I'll tell an abbreviated version of it because I don't want to steal yeah. his story, but it's funny. Cullen was telling a story at the Space Monkey show about there used to be, like, CB meetups and shit. And he was like, it's basically fucking what we were just at earlier, but for CBs instead of comics. Right. And they were like, oh, okay. And he said his dad's uh, handle was Big Tallywhacker. And by the time Cullen came along, he's his son, so they called him Little Tallywhacker. And he said he was running around the CB meetup with a name tag going, I'm Little Tallywhacker. <laughs> he said at the time he didn't really understand what tallywhacker meant and he goes but it's funny running up to all these people and they're all like <laughs> uh-huh. and shit yeah but yeah that was fucking funny that's great so uh yeah they're fucking jizzing all over uh cb radios cb radios that's yeah and funny. i got the bump from bry and then i talked to ming for a little bit and but he was kind of busy there was a bunch of chicks around him and shit and it's like all right i'll catch up with you later and that's when i came back around and i got him and i asked him i was like hey can i interview you real quick and he's like sure i whipped it out and that's when this happened i'm totally gonna put in a sound of somebody sucking somebody's dick (laughs) (laughs) that's good here with ming at cave con in springfield what's up everybody I just wanted to interview you real quick and all right back back again huh yeah it, it's funny um it, I guess it must be in the universe that at this time every year I have to be in Missouri it seems like it, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize it till yesterday I was like oh yeah I was here I was here literally a year ago yeah Andrea we were talking about it yesterday yeah. and she goes did they move back Archon because it's coming up in like two weeks I think and yeah I was like no 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 I think it was about mid October and she pulled it up and no it was literally this weekend a yeah. year ago yeah Archon if uh, you're in the St Louis area definitely go check it out um, one of their big features is uh, free beer <laughs> you get free beer there yeah. I'm sure that's the story for a different podcast. Yeah, well, we talked about it on the main Oh, I see. Okay, I'll have to listen to it then. That was fun, though. Like, Absolutely. You and Mike really made that a lot of fun. Oh, well, you know, we, we try to make every con fun. You guys do. I, yeah. I've noticed that, that you seem really, you seem happy to engage and talk to people. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. These are, uh, you know, these are my people, so yeah. yes. Well, other than what you said last night, do you remember that last no, night? No, what did I say last night? They finally got you to admit that you're not really into comics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I can barely read it all. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually illiterate. So. Yeah, yeah. It feels good to say it. But yeah, um, I figure I got far, this far in life without having to read, so I'll just keep going, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. As long as you can bluff it. Yeah. I asked Fitz. He gave me a couple questions. He okay. wanted me to ask you. Yeah. Are, how are you feeling? You know, now are you like glad Comic Book Men is over? No, and you absolutely don't have not. Pressure no or? pressure. No, my friends and I talk smack to each other, and then yeah. they put it on TV. I, I truly miss it. It's no, I'm not really. No, I wanted to come back. It's like being on television. Steve Dave, but getting paid more, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna take that kind of abuse. Why not get paid for it? Exactly, so yeah. I mean, yeah, of course the money's great. You yeah. Know, um, uh, of course it's great. But I really love filming every summer. It was yeah. a lot. It was fun. 
Yeah, obviously I like these guys, but like our crew that came in it was pretty much the same people every year. We got to be like very good friends with each other. Do you um, still see them? Or? Well, I mean, I, I talk to them. Seeing is, you know, I, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, whenever, you know, if it happens. But, you know, every I have seen a lot of them since. But, but it was fun spending the whole summer together. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I really miss that. So, so it's a whole number of factors. But <laughs> it's, uh, dude, it's fun being on TV. I, Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Do they shoot anything with you guys anymore? Because I know they shot TESD TV. Oh, I, I mean, occasionally they'll ask me to jump into something. Um, yeah. I just did. We did a spoof on uh, like the NFL films football. Yeah, occasionally I'll jump in if they if they need me. I'm all, I'm always there for them. Sure. Okay. And the other thing, and I don't know if you want to talk about. Okay. This, is there any update on the whole Mike Rogers <laughs> situation? <laughs> Dude, of course I'll talk about this. No update. Um, me and uh, Brian Johnson and I were at a horror con. Yeah. Co-promoted by. Rob Bruce. I mean, other than him hitting people, I have no problem with with Rob. I think, uh, you know, he's a wacky guy, but yeah. you know, I've I've never had a problem with Rob. He's very animated. He's passionate about what he does. But him and Mike have uh, have been at, at odds for as long as I've known those two. You can but, tell listening to certain episodes, yeah. Like Mike but I, throws barbs at him, yeah. but it's not like haha, buddy. It's right? Like, Fuck it's you, yeah, it's real. But you know, to me, it, it always kind of seemed like two brothers like fighting you know maybe you know just trust me i know what yeah you're talking just about. you know you fight over super things and that's all i thought it would just be like that forever and they would yell at each other i never thought blows would be thrown i yeah. never thought it would become physical but yeah i i guess uh yeah i guess it got very heated i wasn't there and i didn't see it but yeah mike got punched in the back of the head for anybody who doesn't know i mean most people would agree it was somewhat of a sucker punch yeah I mike's back was turned like, yeah <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, we've talked to Rob, like, dude, I, you know, I was like, Rob, why did you hit him? And he, he's like, I didn't hit him. He claims he didn't hit him, which I'm like, come on, bro. Just like, just, I don't know if he's not admitting it just for legal reasons, Yeah. I, I guess. But, but listen, like, there's no, I've no Mike for all. There's no reason for Mike to make up a, a story yeah. like that, number one. Number two, like, even if he did make it up, that would be awesome. I almost wanted to find out that he made that up, but it's clear that he didn't. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've talked to Mike. Mike's like, I'll never forgive him. Yeah, it's he's like, it's over. Like, uh, like I said, I and, listened to that episode. Yeah. It was on Mike and Ming. One yeah, day. yeah. And it, it was literally a day after it happened, so yeah. that was like fresh wounds. And you could tell there was Mike wasn't just like, okay, yeah. come on, just go along with this. Yeah. He was legitimately. No, no I understand. I yeah. yeah, and I couldn't. I was in disbelief. I yeah. can't. I couldn't believe he hit him. I'm like, listen, you guys are like two. Mike just turned fifty-one. Rob is, I don't know how old Rob is, like, he could be, he's... Been he around could, since the dinosaurs. He's been around for a while, I'm like, do you, these are two old men, like, fist fighting in the back of a comic store by the Sir Taco bathrooms, like, come on, how can I not laugh at that in it's the like end? It's like fucking Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau without the humor. It is, yeah, it is grumpy old men, for sure, but, like, they're taking a, in the end, that's how I boiled it, I'm like, dude, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's, yeah, it's sad, you never want to see your two friends. Yeah at odds with each other but you know there's nothing i can do about it so yeah so i laugh at it yeah i mean as they say not your circus not your monkeys right exactly <laughs> so you know will they ever make up one day i don't know i mean it doesn't I seem likely but you never know i don't know so yeah but that's that story what do you have coming up uh, a lot of conventions which is cool uh i you know i love doing these so yeah. that's 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 always good uh and then uh we have our podcast studio which is when i'm not at a convention i'm there pretty much all i'm at the podcast studio all the time 
Uh, usually, you know, running shows. Uh, we teach classes there. We're just kind of there to help people podcast, man. So we're gonna have to get you a poster of our audio drama to hang up there. Oh yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then I'm collecting memorabilia to put in the studio. That's what we're yeah. all about. You know, just uh, we want the space to be a reflection of us and what we're all about. So that's comics and pop culture. Yeah, yeah. We did a audio drama of the camping trip. So oh yeah. You've seen Fitz no, no, I haven't. But uh, okay, yeah. that, that sounds good. Yeah, we got another ant to do a Sounds poster cool. for us, and it looks nice. damn good. All right, fantastic. We'll have to send you one, though. That's yeah, fine. Fun. You guys got to come up and record at our studio. That's yeah. what you got to do. I, if we could ever get a road trip in, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I think we've built a pretty cool place for anyone who's currently podcasting, but more importantly, anyone who's always wanted to start and just needed that extra little help to, yeah. uh, to actually do it. And then uh, I think it's working where we are at, and it's not, you know, we're not in, like, a, the biggest of areas or anything, yeah. but, so I think this could work anywhere, so we're hoping to have one of these, like, everywhere. Do you still have people that are like, what's a podcast? Oh, yeah. And they oh, don't for really sure. understand yep. it? Oh, yeah, all the time, yeah. We yeah. were talking about that last yeah. night with some people, and they were like, what is a podcast? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's just, you know, internet radio, and they're like, what's that? And it's like, yeah. it's like... What Howard Stern I, does, but... I describe it as, uh, you know, radio shows that you can pull up at any time yeah. and done by, by regular people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in general who have expertise on whatever they're podcasting about. And that's... Uh, that's or sometimes they don't. They're yeah. just talking out of their ass. Right. But, um, or people just talk passionately about whatever the subject is. That's the best part. Yeah. Where anyone like anyone can do this you know everyone's got like an avenue now to, to podcast so we just want to show everyone how to do it yeah i mean it's it's been a great time yeah we've been doing it for almost yeah. three years yeah it's now. great right it's fun yeah. so we want to we want to share that fun with everybody and it it's, gives you something fun to look forward to oh yeah if it's like you get 10 listens it's like but that's you know, 10 you more than you would have had so yeah. yeah it's just good to fucking hang out and bullshit it really is three hours. it truly is so yeah so come down and podcast man <laughs> if we can figure it out we definitely will figure it out i'll let you get back all right work, man though. thanks dude so yeah we ended that and then i wiped my mouth gotcha <laughs> i said that and got a look so anywho that was the ming interview you just heard nice well done Yay! I was nervous as fuck during the Ming interview. Yeah. Because I I cut out about a minute and a half of me going. That's not bad. I usually cut out at least ten minutes of you doing that in a regular episode. So. Aha! Aha! Fucking goldfish with glasses. Speaking of goldfish, one of our fish died. I had to throw it away last week. Throw it away or flush it? Throw it away. This fucker was way too big to flush down the toilet last time i tried to flush a fish down the toilet fucking clogged the toilet up i had to plunge the fucking thing it was halfway sticking out of the toilet out of the oh out of the hole and i'm like fucking doing like there's fucking scales coming up out of the water i was like oh god oh, this is god. terrible oh my god this is terrible <laughs> the kids are hugging in the fucking doorway crying mm. and you're like oh hey don't look it's a circle of life fuckers <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn about it sometime <laughs> no, this time I just oh, I chucked them. And you were just like, hey, what's outside? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, maybe it's the ice cream man. Chucked it in the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of my f- most favorite things to do is when the ice cream, ran, ice cream man comes down the street. Like, wait until he can't see me specifically and then go, ice cream man, wait! And see if they stop. <laughs> you're pretty fucking twisted. I'm an asshole, ain't I? So, um, yeah, and then we talked to and hung out with a couple 
ants that are really cool, like a tank top ant. Yeah, I was surprised you said she was there. I was like, holy shit, really? Yeah, she came down all the way from Minnesota. Yeah, I was going to say, she's not close. No. That's her at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. at tank yeah. top at. Whiskey. Ma's getting shit-faced, son. Nice. Her phone, uh, you can get it to take a picture without having to move your thumb and tap the thing. You say whiskey. What? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Okay. There's a couple phrases you can say. Whiskey. Or a couple words. Like, you can say whiskey, cheese, LG, and it'll do it. And it's like, huh? That's... <laughs> it just did it, too. But, uh, yeah, at Tank Top Ant was there. Wow, people are having a fucking field day with my covered face, aren't they? Uh-huh. Somebody already photoshopped it. Did you see that? No. Hang on, I'll send it to you. But yeah, talked to her a little bit. I told her the next day or later that night. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry for being a standoffish dick. I'm not good in crowds. And she was like, No, you made me laugh. It's all good. Yeah. There, check out that I just sent you. And then I hung out. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's I'm guessing it's something from a movie or some shit. I don't even know this fucker either. So. Hmm. I wasn't sure if it was some kind of fucking Rocky Dennis bullshit or not. No, it's not. That's... Oh, what the fuck that is. Creepy is what that is. It's pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know this fucker either, so... Huh. Fuck but, uh, you, you fucking hot on. <laughs> I replied to him and said, I think I went to school with that kid. <laughs> oh, and I talked to uh, a couple other ants. Uh, like I said, Tank Top Ant was there. And, uh, and your future ex-wife is, was there. Which one? <laughs> Fair enough. I thought there was only one, but... Five, six, or twelve. You're like, wait, you're getting up to twelve? Uh... <laughs> yeah, no way you're getting to twelve. No, fucking eight will kill me. Like, literally, knife in the kidneys or something. Carrie, at the ginger underscore Carrie, I think. Yeah. She was there and, oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord. Mm-hmm. Did I ever, did I send you those pictures? Of what? Oh, hang on, I'll send you one of them. I made a fucking goofy face after, because Angie wanted to take a picture of what happened in this picture. It's sending. Hang on, I'm vamping while it sends. Am I gonna? Not really vamping. Am I gonna have to? No, she's. Yeah, Angie took a picture of her blowing me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, see what's on my cheeks. I see. Yeah, she was all smoochy, smoochy, and I was like, "Oh my god, I just." became a man <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way yeah did you like that iron man poster huh that iron man poster yeah well it's yours if you want it oh okay i mean you, you keep it i don't necessarily have any place to put it right now but if you got a place to hang it you can hang it oh i don't have a place to hang either of them oh, I just okay. have them. so it's cool. gonna be the same way as if you take it or if i keep it so <laughs> like i said if you want it you can have it okay. that way you got a little something from the trip cool Cause I, I felt like a dick because I couldn't find anything you would like. Oh, that's no big deal. You got you got stuff for the show. That was good enough. Yeah, I showed I took a picture of that rack of toys and sent it to you because I knew you would like that. But it's like I thought about grabbing one of those for you, but they were all so beat up. It's like oh, were they really? If shitty? I gave this to him and he didn't slap me, we might have to break up the show because of that because they were were they rough trashed. Yeah, yeah. I figured they. Based on the prices you you said they were marked, I was like, no, those are probably not the... Exactly. But you never know. I mean... I didn't dig through them, so yeah. There could have been a hidden gem in there. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I almost got you, just for the fanboys joke of it all, they had a little beat-up old R2. Oh, yeah. And I almost got you that so you could have your lucky R2. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I got, like I said, I got to hang out with our official black listener, Andrea. Nice. Um, I hung out a lot with Angie, even for anybody wondering. That's at G I G I A M K three zero G G A M K thirty. And I met at Four Color Nug Ant. And if you've listened to Tell Him Steve Dave, you know who that is. She won. They played a game, and one of them played for her, and she ended up winning something. Oh, really? But yeah, it was it was a fucking good time, man. It's cool. And like I said, I got content for the show. Yeah. Something I've always wanted to do really is interviews. So there you go. Our first interviews. Yes. And they're two good ones too. Mm -hmm. But hopefully these are the first of many, many to come. Yeah. And you can have fun doing those. Aw. (laughs) It's not that scary. Oh, and I've got to say, I had my big boy pants on. I asked for the bumps myself, and I did the interviews myself. Angie came up at a certain point. I know. I, s- I was interviewing uh, Lizana, but I saw the video evidence that you that you were doing the bumps. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I asked for them too. Yeah. She asked Mike and Ming last year, right, for the bumps, and then I was just like, <laughs> and shit, and oh, they were like, oh, "What am I saying?" Up. Mm-hmm, I got hair on my nuts. You groans up, your groans up, your groans up. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was. It was a fucking fun time, especially Sunday. So, cool. there you go. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. I was really concerned after your report back on early on Saturday. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like I said, Space Monkeys and the super secret thing, that saved it. Yeah. But, yeah, I was... A little disappointed by Saturday until, you know, later. Yeah. And then Sunday sounds like it was all good. Uh, yeah, tip to tail, fucking Sunday was fun. It was, there was a lot of ball breaking. And, I mean, I, I I don't think we've really talked about it on here, but fucking, you know, personally, you know me, like, my drive to, like, entertain and make people laugh and shit. Mm-hmm. And I did a good job. I got a lot of giggles over the weekend, so I felt like there you I... Go accomplish something so how was oh well here's something i didn't i don't know if i asked you or but but how was the moot um i mean there's not much to report i mean there is a dude uh i followed him and he followed me on twitter yeah but it wasn't it wasn't like social butterflies i've noticed with ants most of us are like depressed and antisocial people so it's not like everybody's running around and shit yeah um, so, I mean, it was fine. We talked to the three people at our table, and they were cool. Yeah. And like I said, I followed this dude, and he was cool. Was it was it pretty crowded? I mean, was there a lot of... I think they said there was 100 people who got let in. Oh, that's cool. Um, and yeah, there was these circular tables. They had black cloths on them and black napkins and everything, and you could order food, and they would bring it down. But yeah, it was like, let me see, eight people per table, I guess, and there was about 10 to, 10 to 12, 15 tables somewhere in there. Hmm. That's cool. That's a pretty good turnout. That's a pretty sizable number. Yeah, it it was nice, too, because, like I said, they weren't up on a stage or anything. It did feel more like an intimate, you were hanging out with friends and bullshitting type thing, even though it was a show. It was good. Cool. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. I wanted to ask if you had any questions, but... No, not really. I think you covered it all. So, yeah, that's everything. Let's do some thank yous and get the fuck out of here, unless you've got more to... Ponder? No, not really. If I come up with something else, I'll write it down or I'll yeah. shout it out real quick. I'm sure I'll come up with something by the next time we record. Okay. Well, write it down so you don't forget. All right. Real quick, did Tootsie Fruits leave Twitter? You know, I was going to ask you 
if I like pissed her off or something because I like wasn't seeing anything of hers. I was like, did she fucking block me or something? Wow, dude, that's so fucking revealing of you. Why? Because I am the same fucking way. When you don't hear from some, because real quick, I'll we can touch on this for a minute. Your fucking app you were using wasn't working. You oh, even showed yeah. me a picture; it wasn't working. Yeah. And I didn't talk to you. Like I had sent you a couple replies, and I didn't talk to you for almost twenty four hours. And you can ask Angie, like, I was fucking scared shitless that I pissed you off. I was like, I, I don't think I said anything. No, I just wasn't getting anything. I, I thought you were sacked out. Yeah, that's what you said, but it's just like, did I piss you off? And you were like, I was coming to ask you the same. So that's revealing about our mindsets. Yeah, I, well, I, I just thought, I didn't think I pissed you off, but I thought something was wrong. I was like, is everything all right? I haven't heard from you in a while. And then I realized I was getting some kind of fucking weird error on my DMs. On that mm-hmm. app that I was using, so I just shit canned the whole thing, and now I'm just using the Twitter app. But yeah, fucking, that's revealing about the mindset of this show. But anyway, thank yous as per usual go to at the JSarge for our opening music, at Sherry Archinoff. I still haven't fixed that. I'm stupid as shit. At Sherry Archinoff for our logo that you see on this and the commentaries. Thanks to at JP Montgomery for those pictures of the lovely Lady Logan. And, oh, shit, that's another thing I could have done is, because, you know, Q's Diggs Joker, I could have gave him a little bit of this. Mm, oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and thanks to at looking fate, looking fate? Nope. Thanks to at looking for eight for our Knights of Nod Blitzdom design. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I had a stroke in the middle. Leave it alone. It's all right. Don't make fun of me. Sorry, I didn't mean to stroke shame you. Stroke shame you, bastard. Time for our shit. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and find everything we do at NerdBlitz.com, including the question of the week, the NerdBlitz book reviews that I do, and then uh, Fitz's toy chest that you do. Yeah. Coming up on its, what, uh, fifth week? I can't keep this future shit straight. I know I can't either. You're getting ready to drop the fourth one, but it might be the fifth one in real time or sixth. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm terrible. I'm not a good John Titer, you fucks. Yeah. Anyway, um, but get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and get the camping trip to Nerdblitz Pilot Trio and the Laughing Bird for 5 4 and $3 respectively. And I have an announcement. For sure, there is definitely the fourth album coming because we did actually record the Super Bum commentary. We did. Because we had a week where... Nothing was pressing. We didn't need to record a main show or a commentary. And it's like, dude, why don't we do this? And you were like, that's a good idea. Fucking, we can get off our asses finally. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. Instead of fucking pulling the taffy on this one, just do it. Yep. So we just done it. We have. We're pulling the trigger hard on this bitch. Double tap. Mm-hmm. I am at the Scooby Doom. You are at Fitzman73. And on Instagram and Twitter, we're at NerdBlitzPod. Is there anything else? Nope, I think that does it. That about does it. So until next time. Bye. Come back next time, or Saturday depends on it. I don't know if that's the hillbilly voice I did at the beginning, but goddammit, that's how I'm ending it. They all sound alike. A little bit, yeah. Sorry, was that racist? Oh! (laughs) This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.